0: yippee ki mother
1: Keep the change, you filthy animal.
0: Oh, Christmas movie quotes. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Did not have
2: <laughs> So what'd you come up with? No!
0: It's from a different... I gotta... <laughs> oh, um, let's see. You sit on a throne of lies.
2: What is that one from? Elf. Oh yes, I'm so sorry. Okay, people,
0: tomorrow
1: morning, 10 a.m. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my God! It should be followed up with. You smell like beef and cheese. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome to the Braggish <laughs> Podcast. We are host, Knock, Lynn, Cliff. Oh, and as we were telling you, this is our special Christmas podcast. For everyone at home or in your car or wherever you're listening to us, uh, maybe in your tub, you know, you're lighting some candles.
1: Hopefully, you're in your tub.
2: Oh. Yeah, maybe that's...
1: enjoying a glass of wine. We yeah. were just discussing that Barefoot and Oreo collaborated on a Barefoot Oreo wine.
2: I heard
0: that on the radio today.
1: I did. We must be listening to the same Christmas station. Yes. The DJ seemed super enthused about the opportunity to drink.
0: I'm Oreo very, wine. very suspicious. I like I, to taste it.
1: I would not.
0: You wouldn't? No. no, I don't think so. It's kind of like the king cake vodka. Like you don't want to, but you just. I mean, what feel time like
1: of like what time of night is it? What have we done so far? Yeah. Then I will, yes. Because if you show up at my house with jello shots at 7 p.m., I say no. If you show up at 11 p.m., <laughs> let's line them up.
0: Yeah, I feel like the Oreo line is something that tasted at like the very beginning of the night, and then like chase it down with bourbon or something, just to. If it's terrible.
2: Yes, as, as drinking is a New Orleans tradition, we're gonna be talking about some New Orleans Christmas traditions on this podcast today. Uh, Lynn's coming with a little, how would you say?
1: I'm coming with what happens when New Orleans drinking gets out of hand.
2: It does. On a special night.
1: On a very special but night.
2: Who doesn't have a little Christmas Eve sip?
1: Sip and ruckus.
2: Right. Uh, Cliff, you're coming with. Holiday dinner. Oh. Special yeah. occasions. And these occasions, what do you mean by dinner? A soiree of sorts?
0: It's, yeah, I mean, it's something that you don't do all the time. Places that you don't go eat all the time. But during Christmas time, they have special menus and that's all I'll say about it right now. Oh, I don't okay. want to spoil it. Yeah, don't
2: spoil it, okay, yeah. Don't spoil his going dinner, to no, no. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna give you how Mr. Bingle got started. And we're also gonna tell you uh, how some Mardi Gras tradition that we take for granted now didn't happen in the day, but because of a Christmas parade, this now happens every Mardi Gras. Yes. I'm very mm. excited to hear this. I know. isn't it fantastic? Yes. It's great, it's great. But first, we're gonna bring back an old tradition. And uh, yes, Cliff's gonna ruin a song Cliff's gonna ruin a song, hey. Cliff's, <laughs> gonna ruin a song.
1: Mm-hmm. Cliff's
0: gonna ruin a song mm. Cliff's, Cliff's gonna ruin a song Boom So, this is not gonna sound good at all But I will say <laughs> That knock before we recorded It popped back in my head Because of situation he was gonna go do And uh, we thought about it like what happens like, if your significant other leaves the house? This is something that a lot of people may or may not do. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I do. Right. Something that you do? Something I do for
2: sure. Now that I can see the TV. That's true.
1: I have no idea what it is. It's everyone's dream, about. I think.
2: You know it's what it is? is dream.
1: I don't know. Pooping with the door open. Pooping with the door open. Pooping with the door open, girl. I'm, oh, a the I'm,
0: I'm a bit <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that, that popped in my head uh, while sit I was back, home alone. Sit
1: back, sit back. <laughs> I do not do that when I'm. No, no. I, oh. I also have very nosy dogs who will just That's let tri- themselves yeah. in yeah. Yes, and start poking around, and yeah. I don't need that kind of company.
2: <laughs> well, if you listen to the beginning of uh, our little background music we had there, it was from. The Mr. Bingle's theme song from way in the heyday of one of the most revered New Orleans traditions when it comes to Christmas. I don't know why. You know, I guess I was living away for a while and came back to New Orleans and everybody was crazy about Mr. Bingle again. I'm like, what are you talking about Mm -hmm. and why should I know and who cares? How do y'all feel about Mr. Bingle?
1: I mean, I didn't really know about him until everyone got, you know what did it? You know what I'm gonna bet did it? Friggin' eBay.
2: Yeah, probably so. I bet
1: it's just like last yeah. our last episode where we were looking up Schwegman bags and Kmart shopping carts and stuff. It's all of the internet nostalgia come back.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bingo was so hot back in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, and 70s here in New Orleans that he would help Santa Claus Pass out gifts.
1: Well, let's start by telling people who Mr. Bingle actually is. Well,
2: Mr. Bingle is a doll that looks like a snowman with a cone on its head and some mittens on its hand.
1: And he was the mascot right? of
2: Maison Blanche, yes. which is a department store that here in ain't New Orleans. There no
1: more. Ain't
2: there no more? Mm. Uh, Maison Blanche was on Canal Street. Also, a Maison Blanche in Metairie as well. So it was a big department store. It's like a Dillard's was bought by Dillard's subsequently, and it was their mascot. So let me tell you about how Mr. Bingle got started. So way in the 1940s, there was the store window dresser, mm-hmm. and he had to go research what all those other places in the world and in the United States were doing to their window dressing. You mean like the ones that face the street? Facing the street. So he went to Chicago and New York, and he went to these other department stores, and he found out these department stores had different mascots for Christmas. And one of those mascots for Christmas happened to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that we know and love today. Hmm. So- Wait,
1: is that how Rudolph got started? That's how Rudolph got started. No way.
2: I was gonna say, it seems
0: like a copyright if that's not
2: how Rudolph got started. That's how Rudolph got started. He was a store mascot. Uh, And so this uh, store window dresser comes back to New Orleans and he says, hey, everywhere else, New York, Chicago and their department stores, they got these mascots. So we need to get our own mascot. And he came up with this idea. He was like, he calls it a snow doll. It wasn't even something. (laughs) (laughs) And if you look at Mr. Bingle, he looks like a snow doll. And it's Bingle, B-I-N-G-E-L, like jingle. Jingle. Uh, And he looks like a snow doll. So, they then introduced everyone at Maison Blanche to the new snow doll. But the snow doll needed a name. So, they asked all the people who worked at the store to come up with a name for the snow doll. And one of the, didn't say, one of the store workers' employees came up with the name, Mr. Bingle. And it was also MB, Maison Blanche. So, they were able to market it that way as well. And so... That's when it started to catch on, and every kid, whoever wanted a Christmas gift, wanted a Mr. Bingle, and Mr. Bingle would come on to TV shows. He had a ventriloquist. There was a marketing scheme one time that Mr. Bingle and Santa Claus flew in to the Armstrong International Airport. TV crews and everything were there to watch Santa Claus and Mr. Bingle land. Wow. And then come to the uh, department store, uh, but when Maison Blanche was bought out in the late 1990s, early 2000s, by Dillard's of Arkansas, uh, Mr. Bingle kind of went away. You know, he's still around here every mm-hmm. now and again, but he's not as. Uh, you know. I wonder if
0: that was the de- part of the deal. Like,
2: what you buy
0: us out, you don't get Mr. Bingle. You get your own. Mask.
1: Well he's in City Park now. Yeah he's, a, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he's at the still, carousel gardens every Christmas. He still hangs sure. around
2: City Park. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh You're still hangs out. You can still see him now if you go to Celebration in the Oaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, another New Orleans tradition here. Um But is he at Dillard's? He's not at Dillard's. Thank you. That's what I meant. I don't I don't think. I don't think. No. You might find him on a shirt at Flirty Girl, but that's about it.
0: <laughs> I just I, I'm thinking about like being in that room when they were asking people what do they want to call it yeah. i mean
1: there's no way that employee was going to get any sort of credit i
0: know but um, yeah. like, uh, mr ball of snow <laughs> well, mr get out. snow doll yeah. come on yeah snow doll
2: you next go. so he said he he the guy who created it said i came up with a snow doll and then i was like I'll oh, put a hat and some mittens on it. It looks pretty cute. And then that was it. <laughs> Old oh, Don it be-
1: Draper at work. <laughs>
2: and then it became this like craze. My oh, God. D. You are
1: brilliant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so We have to thank uh, Peggy Scott Laborde. She has a, a book called Christmas in New Orleans or New Orleans Christmas. And uh, so we have to give her some credit. Thank you, Peggy. Uh, you can hear her on the radio sometimes.
1: She has some really great stuff out there. I chim, tonight, tonight. Please shim, shim, shimmy down the chim, tonight. i have forgotten to call the chimney speed. Someone torn it, Van dyke The fireplace soap was inches deep. Santa surely wouldn't like this.
2: Into another story about this place called B Piffits Variety Store. B Piffits. B Piffits.
1: Okay, but see, when you say to it like Wait, that, beef? it sounds like you're saying Bee beef-, beef piffits.
2: No, B dot piffits. Yeah, you sound, it sounded like you said I kind beef. I
1: like beef <laughs> piffits instead.
2: Well, funny you say, because at B Piffits, they sold beef. They had a cutlery. I mean, it is a variety area. store. <laughs> yeah, they had cutlery there that they sold as well. So B. Piffitz was like the uh, the Home Alone Lost in New York store. What's that place called? FAO Schwartz? B. Piffitz was named after the store owner who was named Jean Baptiste Piffit. Uh, and in 1835, he founded this store and Jean-Baptiste was a French immigrant and he had a store that was first on Charter Street. Uh, So in the French Quarter, uh, and the store was doing so well that he was able to open up another bigger store that his sons ran, uh, also called B. Piffets, And it was in the 700 block of Canal Street, uh, in between Royal and Bourbon, right there in the heart of the French Quarter. And at that time, it was one of the most important retail centers of New Orleans, and it was called the Toro Buildings right there. Uh, And they sold everything, toys. And back in the day, if you look at the newspaper clippings, they called them fancy goods. Ooh. So ladies' dresses, fine china, pipes, buttons, jewelry, watches, you name it, Piffins had it. They were the Schwagmans before Schwagmans. And like I said, they had cutlery too. Okay, so, obviously. Variety. Yeah, it was it. Fancy. Okay. Variety. And he, Piffitt, made this place the Christmas headquarters, pretty much. And he also knew, Piffitt knew, that Creoles really love the tradition of the New Year more than they did necessarily Christmas. So, he sort of started that, like, holiday tradition. Hey, come here for your Christmas and your New Year's gifts that you would want for your kids. All right. So at that time, I
1: never got New Year's gifts. Y'all got New Year's <laughs> gifts. I never
2: got a New Year's gift. Yeah. My birthday is a week later, so I can say, uh, yeah, maybe. But go to bed. It's 12.05. <laughs> that no, one.
1: you can't have a sip. <laughs> <laughs> I got five bottle rockets left man) <laughs> uh,
2: So um, it was a grand place and he would market his toys, toys, toys. He had the largest stock of toys in the city and he would import everything and he would uh, really pride himself off of being a great importer. That played a significant role in his store. All right, and he also played a significant role in the history of New Orleans because on January 7th, 1871, Santa himself rode on a float in the Twelfth Night Revelers Second Parade oh. in New Orleans. Yeah. And on his carriage, he very liberally tossed out presents to the people that were all in the crowd. And that, my friend, is our first recorded instance of the deployment of Carnival Throws. Oh. Oh. And Piffets is widely recognized as starting that tradition here in New Orleans, so if you go to parade now, you get your beads. And oddly and, enough, yes, you may still find them in the drainage system. May isn't that amazing? That is amazing.
0: <laughs> People go look. Be your own
2: archaeologist.
1: Do not though. Just uh, go.
2: <laughs> so yeah, awesome. Had not for this uh, Santa Claus riding on a carriage at the Twelfth Night Second Parade. Uh, we'd still just be waving at the Rex King. Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah. Just watching. You ever go
2: into a parade somewhere else, and you're like, you just just wave at people? Were they just
1: throwing hard candy at you? No,
2: they're not even that. They're just waving at you.
1: I mean, what's the point? Just on
2: display. Yeah, you just wave at people.
1: Well, so you know that, so Louisiana had a float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year, and it was that gigantic alligator, and our... Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser went toe to toe with the committee of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade people because they the parade people wouldn't let the Louisiana people throw beads at the crowd, and he's like, "Well, why are we here then?" So they came to a compromise where they could hand out beads oh, to the crowd. That's not wonderful. That's not wonderful. It's not. You haven't been to a proper parade unless you've gotten smacked in the. Face with some
2: beads. Well, you just know those New Yorkers are going to be like, oh at this fucking alligator!" not look and go, bam! <laughs> right there, yeah. smacking the a yeah. face. Oh, they're going to be talking about the, you know, cannolis and all that stuff. And yeah, I got to go get my capicola after see this parade. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, well, maybe well, bam! Throw
1: cannolis and capicolas ooh, instead ooh, of beads. I would go to that parade.
2: That's the compromise Billy should have made.
1: Ah. <sighs> Billy.
2: Lieutenant Governor.
1: Hire us, <laughs> we will be your consultant.
2: Throw donuts to, and bagels to the New Yorkers. The They'll New love Yorkers. you. Yeah, They'll love you. Is that where it's at, in New York? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, throw them <laughs> bagels.
0: They probably went to someone who was like, can you believe this? I went to
2: a parade and they threw
0: things at
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> I went there to enjoy the music with my baby in my carriage.
1: And we were salted.
2: It would probably happen at the twelfth night revelers parade.
1: <laughs> Down here, I was... you like use your baby as a prop. You <laughs> hold the baby up by the feet. Like, look how cute my baby is. Throw me more yeah. stuff right at the baby.
2: We <laughs> we make ladders with platforms on top <laughs> to put, to our, put our, our babies up. in, so we can catch more beads. And
0: we lie and say it's their first one and ever. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: all the time.
1: I love it.
2: So uh yeah thanks.
1: Thanks, Sweet. Santa. Yeah. And and other guy beef beef
2: piffits. Beef piffits. Jean Baptiste <laughs> piffit.
0: Christmas songs. I hate Mariah Carey. Next.
1: It just Ugh. it's so
0: much it's too much. If they that only played it a couple so times. Much. It's
2: I'm not just... a fan of the Vince Vance and the Valiance one.
0: Take
1: back the holidays, <laughs> at mistletoe. Okay, so I have one that I just okay. need some clarification. Uh-oh. Our patron saint Dolly Parton. I'll never speak ill of this woman, but she has a song called Hard Candy Christmas. What is a hard candy Christmas? You know what it is, Recent girl. or old? It's gotta be old, but it's like, you know, my life sucks, I'm poor, I'm broke, I live away from my family. It's a hard candy Christmas. <laughs>
2: That's what she, you know what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: she, cocaina? Blood <laughs> rock,
1: blood <laughs> rock, please. <laughs> Two is two enough. But I who? But I'm,
0: what? I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I just can't. What is, what's a soft candy at Christmas? Who you usually think of candy canes, cookies. Like what? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm Cook- just thinking about what. Why?
2: Why what would it be What soft hard? candy would be at Christmas? Is it what you're saying? Yeah. Like, like it's pudding's not at Christmas. She
0: could have just called it a candy Christmas because I don't
1: know. No, I think it's supposed to be a hard candy Christmas. No.
0: So no soft candy. Maybe
2: she's <laughs> saying it's going to be difficult but still have candy. Wait,
0: are soft candies not a lot at Christmas?
2: Maybe not.
1: Uh, I love those melt away big old puffy peppermints. I get those in Ooh, my stocking you are from my right. granny Divinity every year. is kind of soft too. I guess
2: marshmallows Oh God,
1: Divinity is right. so soft. Oh. oh, like my teeth hurt thinking about Divinity fudge. Uh-huh. You
2: have
0: a song called Chestnuts Roasting. That's hard.
2: That's very hard.
1: Until they're roasted. Well, mm. cool.
0: I don't know, yeah, I can't, the, the Mariah Carey, my favorite is from uh, Love Actually.
1: Oh, I love that movie, I know you hate it, don't I care, feel... I love it. I love it. Well, oh, I you actually... do love it? Oh, yeah. Who am I thinking I of that? I feel
0: then? it in my fingers.
1: <laughs> I feel it in my toes.
0: Dude, love is all around. So if you really love Christmas, love Christmas. come on,
2: let it snow. Come on this is shit isn't it yep solid gold shit store. so so people are going to dinner for maybe
0: Christmas? does anyone have a regular dinner yeah think about your dinner just regular and there's a
2: casserole we got a ham
1: are you talking about Christmas dinner right yeah, now? Yeah, just Christmas
2: Day. Just thinking about it. Yeah, we got baked beans. beans. You have yeah. baked beans? Yeah. yeah. At Christmas? Yeah, my mommy makes some baked beans with I the bet bacon your mama makes
1: some fire baked mama beans. My makes fire stuff.
0: It's Is probably. it Bush's baked beans or like her own
2: baked beans? It's her own
1: baked
2: beans. Baby. She would be make her own baked beans. I seen her <laughs> making once, and I was like, Mama, why are you putting sugar in the beans?
1: Because they baked beans, baby. And she was
2: like, don't ask questions. <laughs>
1: and
2: I was like, All, right. All right, Do you move? Do you? And uh, that was it. But yeah, that's how my dinners yeah.
0: go. So uh, the original. So what we're going to talk about today is a Revion dinner. These are very. It's a traditional uh, Christmas dinner. Everyone today knows it as this modern sort of dinner, as uh, with the restaurants very popular that you can book and have very. I'm not going to say lavish meals but unique mm-hmm. unique mm-hmm. like they the restaurants and the chefs create things for this yeah. these dinners. Yeah,
1: they focus on a lot of seasonal stuff so right. like this time of year it's a lot of game Yeah. and seafood and citrus and pecans and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we're going to start at the beginning. So 19th century French immigrants um, they started a, a, from France, but they brought it to here, New Orleans, uh, that we know it as the Revion dinner. And the word Revion means awakening or awakening in French. Um, some of the, like I said, some of the French immigrants who brought it here, this is their, basically their start of Christmas. And they started with a big family meal. The original Revion dinner was a big family meal when they got back from Christmas mass. Midnight so this mess. is like midnight mass, like wee hours of the morning sort of deal. Don't eat all day. Right,
1: right. Fast, this is back fast, in the day. fast. Church uh-huh. made you fast. Right. Okay.
0: Um, yes, they would fast, and this was a way of breaking that fast, and these dinners, early dinner, you could call it some the breakfast, whatever, it lasts from midnight to sun, almost dawn, basically. And you have chicken and oyster gumbo, Mm. Pies, soups, souffles, desserts, brandy, and oddly enough, beef pifits. I knew that was in here. I thought I saw
1: it. It sounded familiar.
0: It sounded familiar when you said it, and I just wanted to read that. (laughs) So, from. so yeah, early 1800s up to about 1940. And I was trying to find more information on this about why it kind of died off. <clears throat> and basically, up to 1940, this sort of Americanized version of Christmas holidays started with, mm-hmm. we can't go out with... We can't have Christmas without a Christmas tree. And we can't have Christmas without gifts for the kids. And we can't have Christmas unless we take all the family to go shopping and this modernized stuff and basically I guess all that took over and everyone was so tired from doing that, that why would we go to like why another night of just waiting until midnight and then feasting and all this stuff, it just kind of died off. Well,
2: why would we Protest- go why we have a great time eating with our friends and family? Yeah. When we could spend a whole week worrying about getting all these things. Because
1: right? they're Protestants, that's why. Yeah, my Protestant churches don't do a midnight service, do they? Not most of them. I don't think so. Yeah, it's very very, very, ca- Revion's a very Catholic thing. Yeah. yeah. And why
0: why have a late night dinner and midnight mass and all that stuff when you can go to Maison Blanche during the day? <laughs> and see Mr. Bagel. <laughs> That's <very> true. <laughs> so yeah, and basically 1940s went out the window and I really have nothing between, I, I, I was searching all over the place. And if anyone wants to send this to me, let me know. But from 1940 to 1990, zip. I mean, it was just Christmas trees, presents, shopping, blah, blah, blah. And then this woman uh, who was the head of the French Quarter Festival, Sandra Dardas, in 1988, um, she basically saw a way to get tourism and locals, like get business into the restaurant. So she went and met with the restaurants in the French Quarter and had an idea for restaurants to start holiday, to do holiday menus and promote, and not really late night, just do a holiday menu with a regular sort of uh, dinner reservations, six, eight, 10, some people do 10. We've done a late Revion dinner uh, before, but regular dinner time, right? Not midnight and one o'clock in the morning. All the chefs really liked the idea, and they thought it was a really good way to bring obviously money in during a slow tourism time. Not slow tourism, slow, just a slow time in general for restaurants because everyone's got family in town. Not everybody's going out to eat. Everybody's cooking at home. Um, so it really shifted from this late night home family dinner to restaurants, regular hours and, uh, and chefs making you these prefix menus. So you didn't have to think. My favorite kind of dinner. Don't think. Just put it on the table. Let me... Yeah. Um, So, basically, um, here in New Orleans, this tradition is... The new modernized Revillon tradition is basically enjoyed by local families, um, friends who come in town. Um, they They even do... We haven't done this. They even do, like, small private dining rooms, but we've usually... Can we name drop or no?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But sure. well, we've done Arno's a couple years, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and we've gotten like a ten-person table and do that whole deal. That's fun.
1: That sounds like so much fun. Yeah,
0: got to book it early though. And,
1: oh god, yeah. and they do. Yeah, you should have already booked. There's no, yeah, so yeah. no booking at By this the time
0: point. this comes out. You're lucky if you haven't. <laughs> so when we
1: were recording the last episode, we should have. We already been I should have brought that.
0: up. So they
2: make those same sort of things, oyster. Gumbo and beef piffits, beef piffits and things like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then like Lynn said, game and different takes on all sorts mm-hmm. of
1: stuff.
2: What did you eat?
0: <sighs> I mean, I've had. I really like duck. Some ra- a lot rabbit, of duck. yeah. Duck and rabbits, really good. Um, I can't really remember like exactly what I had. You know, when you, when you're like three old fashions in and you're with family and friends. <laughs> You're just like, bring it. Give me the meat.
2: You're like, I know why they did this in the 19th century. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know when the sun's coming up, but it will.
1: I think the whole family aspect is my favorite part. Of, I mean, outside of the incredible food, especially going to the quarter as someone who lives in New Orleans, you don't, go to the French Quarter that often. So to go, especially places like Arnaud's or Commander's in the right. Garden District or whatever, those are high-end restaurants. And for to get, be able to get a lot of people together to spend a lot of money at once is a special occasion in the first place. And then when you're in the quarter and you leave, you run into so many other people doing the same thing and you're going to know somebody or one person in your crowd is going to see somebody else they know. And it just, the the atmosphere in the quarter during the Revion dinners is so homey and familiar versus what everyone else thinks of the quarter as just like Bourbon Street and hand grenades. Yeah. and yeah, It and that, feels like a neighborhood. It doesn't my, feel yeah. like. Ah.
0: And like I said in the beginning, it's, it's a place where You know, we don't go to Arno's every two weeks, you know, we either we could go once during the year or something like that. But really, because of the way it's um, set up and everything's decorated, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Biff loves going to Arno's. Mm -hmm. That's just Christmas time. I mean, and then also like Linton, when you're down there, it's not just Arno's like people. I mean, everything's decorated. You can walk around anywhere and even um, you don't even have to. book a Revion dinner per se some of these places down there do some of the bars do not Revion cocktails but sort of the holiday cocktail thing where you can go Mm -hmm. into the bar and they have their different holiday spirits where you just walk in and have a drink there and they've got the whole thing decorated as well so it's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, we experience. don't get a lot of a lot of winter weather down here, <laughs> so you really rely on the atmosphere to give you that Christmas cheer.
0: Right. I mean, eighty. It's going to be eighty this weekend. That's just makes and, me
1: and sad. y'all. It's been so, it's been so foggy the last two days. <laughs> like I don't need to water my plants because no. the fog has been so thick all day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Christmas. Uh, have you ever done a ravioli? I've yeah.
2: never done a ravioli. So. If any of you uh, have extra room, on, you know, just give Let's, me a call. Uh, I would love to. Let's see if we or if can... Or we need to make it a tradition.
1: I think we need to make it a tradition.
0: All Let's right. do it. All right. Look. Well, now. you
2: already got one. Arno's.
0: I don't have it this year. We, we, we may have waited too late. I want to go
1: to Brightson's. We can Brightson's. do whatever. I've been asking Mr. Lynn for years now <laughs> to bring me to Brightson's.
0: So it's funny you say that. Not that place in particular, but the last thing I'll leave this story with is... I just uh, read a recent article on nola.com, published in November um, that, so before COVID, just there was, it was building pretty good. Like they, in a couple of years, started getting really popular. The Rebion dinners. Revion dinners. And by 2019, there was about 70 restaurants participating. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the world almost ended. We've got brought back to reality. Got back to let's uh we should have had Reveillon dinner because we're all home, yeah, um uh, yeah and so last year when everything was kind of like mm, there were about twenty restaurants, mm-hmm. this year yeah. uh, that article said there was about thirty. Now I didn't I'm not gonna sit here and list them for you. You can probably Google that and figure out which ones. Are on, it's on it's
1: the website is followyourjoy.com yeah. or org I forget but it's where all of the Christmas happenings in New yeah. Orleans are listed. Follow your joy. So yeah.
0: R E V E I double L O N. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Yum. Yep. I mean But the good thing is is that 30 are participating this year. Hopefully things keep going well and we get
1: back
2: to the double it, you know. And it doesn't have to be Christmas Day, right?
1: No, they do it all through December.
0: it basically starts December first. Okay. Right after Thanksgiving, the
1: restaurant, like, the restaurant affairs. Yeah, the yeah. restaurants. The traditional Revion was Christmas Eve night yes. into Christmas morning.
2: Correct, but now you can do it all from December. All
1: right, so we've got time. We do right. All right, we'll look this up.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: Join us, seven You're listeners. On. Yes. Oh, I, I will say this. Should now. we
0: book a dinner with our seven
2: listeners? N- no, we have <laughs> hit us up on 16 Twitter. 16 to 20 listeners now. Oh, yes. So mm. I've looked at analytics recently. You guys are doing great.
1: I'm feeling it.
2: Uh, if if we could post a headline, it would say, "Brackish Podcast doubles in listenership." Uh, we have had 1,000 streams of our episode on Spotify, <gasps> which is great.
1: All the episodes?
2: All the episodes a we've had streams. a thousand streams, Holla. which is which is great. That's just on one platform. Okay, that's so that's true. There's still. Apple. There's still Google Play. There's still Radio.com. We uh, Apple. I don't know if we have uh, a good bit of listeners, but we still have. When I look at Apple, we definitely have more than a thousand plays uh, on Apple as well. So,
1: okay.
2: so we getting it is what you say? We do know, like, okay, for just us sitting here fucking talking about shit. Yeah, it ain't
1: bad. Yes. You know what is an absolutely underrated Christmas movie? Die Hard? Yes. I love Die Hard.
0: I bought it just for that. We
1: uh, have knocked down drag out fights between our children and I every year because they insist it's not a Christmas movie and they can kiss it. It is. But one of my very favorite Christmas movies is Daddy's Home 2.
2: Oh, I have to watch. Absolutely Someone said it's a Christmas movie. I didn't watch it, though. I need to watch it. It is so
1: good. You've got Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and John Lithgow and Mel Gibson and John Cena. And they're all the daddies. And they all basically play themselves. Oh, cool. That's what I thought. It is so good. And it is so funny. And the song in that one is that uh, Elton John song, was it? Do they know it's Christmas time <laughs> at all? That comes up a lot. Nice, it's
2: a good one. All right, we'll have to look we'll into it. I'll have to go. Uh, Daddy's home too. Yeah. Someone else was telling me about that recently. That is a Christmas movie. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I'm
0: trying to. I'm trying to think of. Love Actually is
1: really good. See, it's rated R though, so you can't.
0: I mean, Love I'm Actually is think. rated R. Yeah. It's got some. some yeah, it's it's got. Uh, some, some mature... lorno in
1: it. Some what? <laughs> light.
0: Light Laura. Lorna Lorna. Oh, okay. That's funny. Oh, that's it's like yeah, light action. <laughs> I know so, and what's funny is Mrs. Biff and I we forgot about that and we went to my parents' house <gasps> and we watched it. And oh, it that's some, the word. Very uncomfortable. Even being like thirty four at the time we did not it was just like Oh, forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: I can watch like Tarantino murder in the same room as my parents, but someone takes a shirt off and I'm like, Oh, I have to pee and I'm not coming back. (laughs) Sorry. Is
0: everyone wanting (laughs) anything? How about that game? (laughs) I'm in the middle of the movie. Hope you're driving. I just I don't know about flying right now. If you are if you are flying and you want to listen to us, great. If you are flying and you get delayed, listen to us more. That's all I'm going to say. Download. I don't know what the, I don't know what the airports Downloads. are doing. Download. Download us. So listen on yeah, plane. Correct. You can right? do that, but you may not get on the plane. The freaking thing is down at the New Orleans airport. <laughs> Here's the headline: Tool that helps some planes land in fog at New Orleans airport will be offline until next year. Oh. Yeah. Now, let's... That's like let's,
1: McDonald's saying that the, the right. shake yeah. machine is broken. Come on. So, so let's, let's take that... Just say you don't want to do your job.
0: Let's take that with next year is mm-hmm. in 24 days. Do we know it's going to... You know, is it? Right. it's not next December, we don't think. But next year means... Christmas flights, yep. New Year's flights, whatever. So
1: next year means the first official brackish podcast Revion dinner for fans. And- boom.
0: We yeah. should just shut down the whole restaurant. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Let's do it.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah, but Hey, download us. Look, we're going to contact MSY, and when you get on the plane you're not able to go anywhere, we're going to get the pilots come on and go, oh, sorry, folks, we're going to be here delayed 30 minutes. Uh, while you're at it, would you please download the Braggers Podcast episodes and uh, feel free to listen while you're waiting on the tarmac.
2: Yeah. You can email us, and we'll send you a sticker. Boom, yes. And then Time you can stick it on the airplane.
0: I need to figure out how to, we need to print those stickers. Yeah, we do. It's just Spotify stickers. Just Spotify yeah. stickers.
1: Y'all ready to end this Christmas day?
0: Ready to no. We've gone
1: shopping with Mr. Bingle. Yes, we have gone to mass and had our Revion dinner with our family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What does everyone love to do after you have had to spend all day with all your family? going out to the bar and getting yeah, right. all me, sorts of wasted. Meet my real friends. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
2: Have you been with
0: family all day too?
1: Yes. Oh. So what I'm gonna tell you guys about is not just one story. This is a multitude of stories contained all on one single Christmas day in 1889. This happens to be what the Times Democrat newspaper in New Orleans called a Christmas crime, bloody deed in a Charter Street saloon.
2: That is what the liberal media would paint. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Look,
1: what I will say about the way this article was written, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of read the article. I'm gonna kind of tell the story of it while I read it. The journalism in this story is colorful yeah to say the least the vocabulary is very strong
2: maybe we gotta sell papers
1: it's uh (laughs) the format what i what i love about this article is the format of the writing you'll have typical newspaper paragraph typical newspaper paragraph and then they get to a dramatic part of the story and they skip a line and there's like four words centered all caps and the story stops here what, and then it keeps going. It's what very are some dramatic. Words, what are some
2: words that are centered?
1: Um, a deathly quiver.
0: Oh, I like that. That's like Harry Potter. The deceased. So, deathly do they do the this? The prisoner. <laughs> do they do Death this now? <laughs> yeah, <like> Harry <laughs> no, no, no. No, they
1: not do that. No. no. Yeah, well, they print, should. Okay, print, new newsprint. I think, strives to be factual yeah. to the point of boring, which is why it's newsprint.
0: Entertain me, peasant. Oh, this is entertaining. Yes. yes.
1: Now, this happened to be a very, very bloody Christmas in 1889. Um, some things that weren't part of the main story I'm going to tell you, just to give you a taste of what was going on in the city. Uh, some other little minor articles in this same edition, things like, Mr. Faraday ran his left arm through a pane of glass in a barroom corner of Philip and Howard Streets and received a painful cut across the wrist.
2: He ran his arm. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: I'm sure he just happened to run his arm through a glass. What?
2: I do that often. I run uh, my arms.
1: The judge on duty this Christmas day saw. One hundred and seven culprits before him this Christmas Day, most of whom were drunks, the remainder being tin horn blowers and young fellows arrested for promiscuously shooting giant firecrackers. <laughs> I don't know Getting what you picture crackers, man. when if you hear promiscuously shooting firecrackers. What do you picture?
2: Oh, you shooting at my buildings and at people.
1: Oh, I'm thinking other things oh up
2: your butt yes
1: they're promiscuously shooting firecrackers oh i'm
0: just thinking like promiscuous like they're like in an alley and going Lighting it and (laughs) throwing it over like a little bit corner of the park where like no one can see him from the, like wherever they're at Uh into a crowd of people that can't see. (laughs) Carolers.
1: So some other things that uh, this newspaper mentioned is that a Mrs. Nelson was shot in the right hand and her little finger was fractured by her son, Fred, aged 15 years, who was playing with a toy pistol.
2: A Toy pistol, Fred. A
1: Christmas story much?
2: Yeah. Why was yeah. why was Fred given a pistol, at fifteen?
1: 1889. Well,
0: How do you right. fracture? No rules, fracture a, just right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. What are you <laughs> fracturing your finger for in a pistol?
1: No, it was shot. She the kid shot. Oh, it. the
0: shot into the. Okay.
1: This is one of my favorites. My favorite. Under the inspiration of Christmas whiskey, because who hasn't been under the inspiration of that
0: whiskey? That is that is a that is let me say that is a wonderful lead-in.
1: I mean, I told you the writing in this news. Mm. So under the inspiration of Christmas whiskey, Mr. Tim Tyrion entered the grocery store of Mr. Lewis Fink, threw down on the counter and broke several bottles on the bar. Then he quietly gathered himself together and skipped.
0: Mm. (laughs) What do you think about, like, think about this. If we talked like that in college, now, Say that you didn't do anything at night, but your roommate yeah. is passed out, is like on the couch, can't move. And some, one of your, one other friend walks in and goes, what happened to him? And you go, well, under the- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Under the inspiration. of whiskey
0: last night. So, yeah. oh, what a great- He loop. ran
1: his hand through he the window pane. Yes.
0: He ran his head, which he thought <laughs> Uh, was a piece of cardboard turned out to be a tree trunk, and now he can't move and has put him on the couch for thrice days.
2: So glorious he shall lay.
1: (laughs) So that little list was put together by a writer named Anna Brazil, who I am very grateful, scouted through this entire edition of the newspaper and put those uh, highlights together for us.
2: So this is Christmas Eve happenings. Getting ready for the party.
1: Yes, getting ready, getting ready, getting oh. ready, ready.
0: Man, what a bummer to be out on Christmas Day.
2: So maybe they were a Rebellion. Maybe they were,
0: uh... Rebellion. Rebellion? That's in, Rebellion? In his defense, because he's under the inspiration of whiskey, that's how it's spelled.
2: Rebellion. They were at a Reveillon.
0: Well, no, what I mean is what a time to do it on Christmas Eve, knowing next day of Christmas, that you're gonna be doing What some...
1: better way to like, oops, miss out on the family party. Sorry, I had to be in front of a judge with 106 other hooligans who were 10 horn blowers.
2: Promiscuously shooting firecrackers out there, I
1: guess. <laughs> Fact uh, but I would say the biggest crime that hit the papers Christmas Day. Happened in a spot very near and dear to my heart. It's 153 Charter Street. I happened to work for four years across the street from this place when I taught cooking classes. Uh, what stands there now is the Gemini Bar. And I know you think you know how to spell Gemini. That's not how they spell it. They spell it Gemani pronounced Gemini and it is a wonderful establishment that makes some killer nachos and happens to pour a very strong drink. And I appreciated their services and a fellow service industry discount for four years.
0: Is there anything that's original now from back then, like is there any if you went outside of them, the building, no. anything or, no? Yeah, I'm sure the no. outside might be similar. I know the, obviously the inside gets, you know, changed out, but I'm talking right. about any like any front like oh, historical. I,
2: I I think I mean the main building might like the whole skeleton. I mean of here's
1: the biggest same. I guess the problem is that the New Orleans Historic Society hasn't always been. So you did have mm. that era of Americanization where things were changed without oversight.
0: So it could be old, but not
1: that old. But what not reflect its right. age or era. Okay. Yeah. But it do smell so like it's been So they didn't
2: have if iPhones. You wanted, if you went in there, you could definitely imagine. You can definitely
0: oh, imagine. Oh, you
1: definitely could. Yeah. 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 So no one
0: in 1880 took a selfie?
1: Probably not. <laughs> Absurd. Probably what not. What world are we living in? All right. So the way this story goes is that about 10 o'clock on Christmas Eve, Two gentlemen entered into um, this bar. Their names were William Burton and Charles Dietz. P.M.? P.M.,
0: yeah, P.M. Ten- yeah. Listen, there's, there can be some crazy schnees going down at
2: 10 a.m. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. This that's, is 1880. You get surprised at 10 a.m. in a bar. You know what I'm
1: saying? Like, I'm not surprised at 10 a.m. in a bar. I'm like, yeah. this is exactly where I'm exactly. supposed to be. Okay. 10 p.m., <laughs> right. nighttime. All right, so. Around 10 o'clock last night, William Burton and his two companions named Charles Dietz and Charles Greer entered the saloon of Herman Schoon at 153 Charter Street and called for drinks. There was a large number of persons at the bar room at the time, most of whom had devoted the evening to copious libations. They were inspired. They were being inspired constantly. Yes. Among these present were John Schaefer. A Habit of the Place, who was joined shortly by his friend, John Bauer. During the course of the evening, the patrons of the saloon amused themselves by singing and were holding high the revelry of Christmas tides.
2: What's, what Christmas songs were around back then? Like Joy, Joy to the World? <laughs> Sleeves as a song?
1: Yeah. What song is that? Wait, what is it? I can't think of it. <laughs> I
0: don't know. No. I feel da,
1: da, da, da. No, that's We three, three Kings. <laughs> oh, Christmas oh, Christmas so oh, Christmas tree, oh Christmas okay. yeah, tree. Oh, Christmas tree, yeah. O Tannenbaum and I was Greens gonna say tree. God
0: rest thing. ye merry gentlemen.
1: Yeah, all the boring ones. Those are the ones oh, that were around. Come knock. On. Oh, yeah. and you know oh.
0: that bar was off the chain because everyone chimed in. Yeah, you know, and, you, and they yeah. all had a good part. Uh, in it, it says
1: it. they yeah. amused themselves in holding Christmas tides. So oh, there you yes. go. <laughs> all
0: right.
1: So about three quarters of an hour after Burton and his friends arrived at the place, about ten forty-five. During which interval they had taken several drinks, they found themselves at the bar where they had gone to renew the compliments of the season. Beside them at the counter were John Schafer and John Bauer, who were pre- whose presence there was due to the same excuse. So everybody there to get drunk. And sing. And sing. Yeah,
2: why not have a good time? Nothing can go wrong.
1: Sure. While the men were standing there awaiting drinks, Grayer and Schaefer, both elderly men, this is the first dramatic typeface pause, both elderly men got into a difficulty about some trivial matter, but were separated by the head barkeeper before they got to blows because they were both slightly intoxicated. He was able to split them up easily. Look at the
0: trousers on that guy. <laughs>
1: The bartender supposed that the matter had been satisfied, adjusted, and was about to resume his work when Charles Dietz, alluding to his friend Greer, remarked that it was a shame for Schaefer, whom he did not know, to take advantage of so old a man. So he called his friend an old man and said, how dare you pick on this old man? (laughs) Though they were both elderly men getting into an argument. Bauer, Schaefer's companion, took up their mark, and advanced upon Dietz, whereupon he was met by Burton, who checked his progress. Oh. Oh. You
0: move one more step, young man, we're gonna have to engage in fisticuffs.
1: (laughs) Bower thereupon struck Barton in the face, and the men clinched. Schaefer, meanwhile taking part in the fight that ensued, overmatched Burton, who threw a revolver and Fired upon Schaefer, who hardly had the report resounded in the crowded barroom, straightening himself out, and with, pause two, a deathly quiver, <laughs> dropped if, to the floor.
2: What is a deathly quiver? Like,
0: uh, I think like a, probably it's a, when you a realize boom. you've been
1: shot uh, and yeah. you go, uh,
0: I think it's a shot in the and everyone goes, <sighs> like everybody gets it's quiet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what'd you do?
2: Give me your best death die. <laughs> if you were in a movie. What is it? Bang! <laughs> oh god so good.
0: I wanted to engage in fisticuffs!
1: I wanted to just check you. Yeah. just try to check your progress.
0: I just noticed
1: for last year's collection of <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bingle, December edition. <laughs> so this dude first, pachow, <laughs> shoots Schaefer. Burton then leveled the revolver at Bauer, the companion of Schaefer, and fired a second shot the ball passing through the man's left hand and lodging itself just above the coating in the wall. In a twinkling, the place was vacated by the crowd who broke for the sidewalk. The barkeep who witnessed the shooting immediately after the shots were fired, jumped over the counter to prevent further trouble when Barton took to his heels, dropping the revolver on the sidewalk in his flight. The bartender thereupon blew a police whistle, bringing Corporal Duffy. Do we, do we trust a constable or corporal named Duffy? He's drunk. He's drunk. He He already already. drunk.
2: Yeah.
0: We know he's on someone's side as well. We just don't know who yet.
1: (laughs) So Corporal Duffy and court officer Beals arrived on the scene who on learning what had occurred gave chase to the fugitive, whom they arrested at the corner of Toulouse, and Front Street. Bauer, who was also shot and made his way to the neighborhood drugstore, <laughs> I'm sorry, he got shot and stumbled into a drugstore. Did he run like, his
2: hand through the window so he could get it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bauer, who was also shot and made his way to a neighborhood drugstore, was afterward apprehended by Max T. Miller at the corner of Jefferson and Decatur Street. The ambulance was summoned, but before the students arrived, Schaefer was dead. Dramatic pause three. But man, he was so old too, right? He was an old man. The ball entered the body just below the left nipple. It must have penetrated the cardiac organ. I didn't know you could print the word nipple in the magazines and right newspapers again. of the 1800s. Right
2: What's a man nipple, you know?
1: Uh, to Instagram, it's nothing. <laughs>
2: Shows you how much we've changed. A nipple's a nipple.
0: I tell you what, though. This story, I will say, I don't want to see it acted out. I think it's much better being told to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This kind of stuff can't be in a movie. I mean, it could, but it's... Your,
2: reading the article... Your brain actually, gets so much more. Oh, that, yeah. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, the article goes on for, like, three paragraphs to give you boring stuff about where these guys came from. Like, they're already dead or arrested, so I'm going to skip all that. I'm going to skip down to um, where we get to dramatic pause number four. The prisoner. The prisoner bore a flesh wound over the right cheek where he said Bauer had struck him. Barton, in explaining how he came to have the revolver on him, said that he intended to sell it to a man. And for that reason, he had taken it with him from home. Like, oh, I just happened to have a gun with me in a bar on Christmas always, Eve when always. I was under the inspiration of Christmas whiskey. I was going to sell it to a guy. Yeah. I was going to sell it to a guy. Yeah, no big deal. I had it's, to make sure it worked. It's not even really mine. I was going to sell it to a guy. <laughs> he gave me the little test drive. What
0: do you want me to do with Wrong accent. <laughs> Look, some New Yorker was in town for the weekend, it's not a big deal. <laughs> it,
2: it's, all these guys are from out of town, right? Most of them.
1: Yeah, they're, well, yeah, they're all from St. Louis or German. Uh,
0: That's a long way to go to make some trouble back in 1880. You got
1: things. What We've, else did you have to do in the HVAs? Right, he's I know, but work.
2: But it's
0: what I'm saying is, it's, it. that's a long trek.
2: Yeah, it is, yeah.
0: That's, that's not a simple, that's not a plane ride. No, he that's,
2: just got on, like he made his own boat with logs, and he just got on the Mississippi. That's what I'm saying, yeah, this <laughs> is a, a, a trek.
1: Well, so here's the thing about Barton as well, is that he, uh, his gun, the newspaper describes as having a frontierish style because and they, they make a big deal of that because the prisoner claimed that he had traveled through the West extensively and denied that he was known as an Arizona cowboy, but alleges that he has often been called Buffalo Bill.
2: No, I'm not an Arizona cowboy. Yes, I've been called Buffalo Bill. Before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's not my gun. I intended to sell it.
2: I, but it is from the West, and I am a frontier cowboy. However, I do have a frontier gun, but I was going to sell it to somebody. But it's not mine. I was going to sell it.
0: My accent's pure buffalo. Go, <laughs> go to Buffalo. Everyone talks like that up there. Just Not from the West. <laughs> Shut up! Shut
1: up! Well, but would you like to know what his his evidence was for Buffalo Bill, for being called Buffalo Bill? Yes. Um, He claims it was quote, on account of the large soft hat he is accustomed to wearing. Oh. I have been called Buffalo Bill on account of this large soft hat I am accustomed to wearing.
2: I need a large soft hat, is what I'm hearing.
1: Are you thinking like Pharrell style? Yeah. yeah felt hat
2: like Cam Newton felt hat, <laughs> <laughs> like really straight uh, don't call me knock nah, call me Buffalo Bill <laughs> thank you
0: <laughs> thank you if you get down here nowadays the same scenario may happen that's nuts I just can't to me it's like how would how did anyone especially if you know Christmas Eve like big events to put yourself knowing that like anything can go crazy anytime. I mean it, ha- it can happen nowadays too, but just back then like the just. Baby, where did you go it. to
1: school? Where did you graduate from college?
2: The inspiration, you know it. I know it's the, the inspiration. inspiration. It's
1: Think the inspiration. about any one of the number of bars around LSU or Tulane or Loyola around here. Oh yeah,
2: but nobody carried guns there. You didn't. You, just didn't, you didn't bring your gun that you were gonna sell.
1: That's the deal.
2: Yeah. you
0: didn't <laughs> and true. here's true. it like and back then everyone brought their gun but everyone but the people were the jukebox so how do you get angry oh, when everyone yeah. is chiming in on your songs yeah that's, oh. that's what I understand yeah. everyone's having a good time and then it's like everyone's harmonizing and then all of a sudden something goes crazy you and know boom, what
2: probably was um, Schaefer I was trying to sing a song that just sang like two fucking songs ago. We just sang it, you dude. just sang it. <laughs> Come God. on. Are you that drunk, you old piece of crap? He's an inspired he was. piece of
1: shit. <laughs> he was. Are you that drunk? Or he was singing the wrong words and he's like, that's how my mama sang it to me.
0: All right. And a one and a two <laughs> and a old king went to... St- <laughs> we just sang that
1: thing. <laughs> Three to
0: go, dude. Here's Where the were, were
1: you? Among the lips Sorry, I was peeing in the park, man. Jeez. Uh, I would love to know some 1880s, 90s Christmas music that doesn't suck. Oh, I'm
0: sure they all got angry because Mariah Carey was playing a fucking bar. <laughs> Constantly. And they aliens just gotta, like,
1: brought her ah! to the future. Brought her.
2: <laughs> you hear those bells the and you like, no, oh, no.
0: God. And they're just like, not again. And then <laughs> just all hell
2: breaks loose. Trivial. It was trivial.
1: It was, it was a trivial matter.
0: Tri- it, look, Mariah Carey's song is a trivial matter. But if aliens brought it back to 1880, start up some shit.
1: Maybe you have to it arose a hysteria of joy and then they played it again and immediately they were like, oh no, we see where this is going. Yeah. And that's what started it all.
2: Sounds about right.
1: Yeah.
2: <sighs> well, yeah. we thank you for listening to this uh special Christmas episode of the Bracknish Podcast. And uh come join us again. Yeah. Tell your friends.
0: Good tidings.
1: Great joy.
2: And yippee-ki-yay. We'll see you next Tuesday. See
0: you next Tuesday.
1: May you be inspired by Christmas whiskey.